Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast is sponsored by fine people like Christopher Mainwaring. This is Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast. Sunshine Help Me, The Move. Sunshine Help Me is the fifth and mercifully final track on the Move's live EP, Something Else from the Move. It's yet another cover. Spooky Tooth released the original six months earlier on January 12, 1968. It was written by keyboardist Gary Wright. It was the fifth track on their first album, It's All About Spooky Tooth. Gary went on to be famous for the song Dreamweaver. These and other solar energy research projects are finding new ways to use the power of the sun to help solve problems on Earth. Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And this is called Sunshine... Come on me? I already forgot. Every time, okay. it's, it's, well, you know, we're gonna have to start this over because all of a sudden I just forgot the name of the song. It's okay. I said the name of the song at the beginning of the episode. Lisa says it during the song facts. So if people have gotten this far into the podcast, they know the name of the song. The problem is whenever I hear a song that starts with the title Sunshine, I immediately hear John Denver. Sunshine on my shoulder. Sunshine, help me. Okay. That's it. That's right. Yes, and it's kind of a good name for this song, because in a way, it kind of sums up this EP. If you replace Sunshine with God, God help me. So, it's called Sunshine, help me. It's a cover of a Spooky Tooth song, and it's the best song on the EP. Once again, like last week, I swear we've got two different shows. It has to be. the overdub, the vocals are not later. We've got two different shows here because there's no way you can suddenly fix what that mess was at the beginning. Acid lasts about six to eight hours, I believe. And then there's the uh, go up, there's the come down and everything. You don't suddenly just snap out of it and go, oh, I'm in concert. (laughs) I probably should have uh, not done that <laughs> and when sensen is dr lsd so he would know yeah i've <laughs> studied it not, yeah not. <laughs> this is so far for me the best song on the album i mean on the ep and it sounds like the band we listened to last week that rehearsed and showed up sober and played the music 
instead of Bev Bevan sitting there going, why am I in this band? <laughs> so, <laughs> or maybe he thought he was having an out of body experience. I know I'm playing the right song, but they're not. Or am I playing the wrong song <laughs> and they're playing the right song? But you know, the song is a cover of Spooky Tooth. Spooky Tooth is a band that was very, very popular in the UK. Never, <laughs> ever popular in the US. <laughs> yeah. What I like about this is they took a two-minute song, expanded it to six, and did a great job with it, especially Roy Wood. I mean, we're no longer just stuck with a wah-wah pedal on <laughs> the guitar. He's actually goes through about three or four different guitar tones doing an entire long extended solo on this and it doesn't sound like noodling it actually fits the song the rest of the band goes along with him as he's making his changes and bevan is great on this bevan is freaking awesome yes i'm hard-pressed to say which version of the song i like better to tell <laughs> you the truth this sounds like something they should have done on one of their albums Actually, I was going to originally start this off with, welcome back, our favorite cover band from Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. Moves. But no, this one works. And I don't know why the rest of it couldn't have sounded like this. Whatever night they recorded this on, that's where they should have recorded the rest on, even if they still had to salvage the vocals because of the equipment or whatever. Why not use these? The This sounds good. I don't get it either. But yes. The band is together for this one. That's good. I like that, that they're all playing the same song at the same time. But it does things that I never, ever liked. First of all, the three or four or 20-minute guitar solo. I was never a big fan of the extended guitar solo that just goes on forever. I like a good guitar solo, and I like that they're short and they're in the middle of the song. Yeah, you can really bang out a great guitar solo, and that's fantastic. And then if it goes on longer than that, I'm kind of like... This is good. Okay. And then when it hits the five or six or 90 minute portion of the solo, I'm just I'm thinking, I hope you're enjoying yourself because I lost interest about 45, 50 minutes ago. At one point during the solo, it sounds like he's playing Strangers in the Night. thing I don't like about it is they use that three-minute guitar solo to turn a three-minute song into a six-and-a-half-minute song, which I, I don't think you need. I understand it's the move. It's not ELO. So they're limited in their instruments. But I don't mind a long instrument break if they switch it up, like on Roll Over Beethoven, where Jeff gets his guitar spotlight, and Richard Tandy gets his piano spotlight, and Wilf gets his violin spotlight, and then they all get their spotlight together. When it's just one instrument for way too long, I lose interest. I've never been a big fan of jam sessions, because they go on for way too long. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this song. However, the Spooky Tooth version, which I have never heard until a couple days ago, I like Your mind, turn me 
like that a lot. And then there's another part of the Spooky Tooth song that reminds me of Do You Feel Like We Do? Peter Frampton song from Frampton Comes Alive. I don't think I've ever heard the studio version. If there is a studio version, not really deep. I never really dug deep into the Frampton discography. Yeah, this is a guitar solo I don't mind because mm. it goes places. It doesn't sit there with the same thing. I've had the displeasure of seeing Guns N' Roses live. <laughs> not Guns N' Roses live now, but Guns N' Roses live back in the early 90s. But we're talking hours to get on stage, hours for the show at least. But Slash likes to sit there and play <laughs> his guitar, and usually it doesn't go anywhere. There's nothing exciting about it. It's just he's high and playing. Yeah, yeah. And at least back then he was. Yeah, and you're right. It's, it's almost like a 50-minute experience where I think he just keeps going because he realizes the rest of the band either passed out or fell asleep or... <laughs> <laughs> He just keeps going. It's not like Angus Young will go out there and do a 10-minute guitar solo, but he involves the crowd when he does it. He tries to get the crowd all riled up and everything and then moons them afterwards, <laughs> which is not always something you want to see, considering how old Angus Young is, but yeah. nobody wants to see my butt either. So. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's the problem with the song. I'm not saying that they should show their asses. Um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Don't give Roy ideas. <laughs> Yeah, he's I'm still saying, around, still touring. Yes, <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not there to see the show. I'm just hearing a recording. And I understand that if you're there, it's probably a different experience. Now for the Spooky Tooth version of the song. Yeah, I liked it. I'm glad their version's only about two and something minutes, though, because yeah, three it minutes. kind of, it, even with that short of time, I know the song was a hit in the UK, but it just kind of meanders a bit. <laughs> Great vocals on it, great guitar, and of course, those Baroque keyboard sounds and everything. The thing is, I'm more familiar with Spooky Tooth from cover songs. I'm also used to knowing about them from, well, two major hits later on. Yeah, I think for people in America, they know Spooky Tooth because that's the band the Dreamweaver guy was in before mm -hmm. he did Dreamweaver. Yep. But the other major member of Spooky Tooth that is still with us is Mick Jones, and I, he is the guitarist for Foreigner. He basically put together Foreigner in the mid-70s. The song is the best one on the album. Finally, they give something worth listening to, but yeah, this duck is an EP, and probably they should have just listened to the results of it and went, you know what? Do we really need a live album after releasing one studio record? Yeah. Well... I don't like this song. I don't like this album. Got something to say about Sunshine Help Me? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Sunshine came softly through my window today. Well, hello. This is Dr. Troy with my thoughts on Sunshine Help Me. I have to admit, 
I've not been very fond of this live EP, with the exception of the fourth track, It'll Be Me, but they saved the best for last on this record. I love this song. I love the arrangement. I love the way the moves do it in concert. Let's see, up until now, we've heard the move as a pop band. We've heard the move as a folk group. We've heard the move as a psychedelic band. We've heard the move as a straight-ahead rock and roll band. And now, we get the move as a jam band. I can hear echoes of cream in this song. The bass line at the beginning kind of reminds me of Cream's Tales of Brave Ulysses. I can hear echoes of Humble Pie. I can hear echoes of the Yardbirds, especially in concert. And a little bit of the blues going in, too. I was reading some of the YouTube comments, and one person said this song reminded him of Peter Frampton's Do You Feel Like We Do. Yes, it does, especially in the instrumental breakdown in the middle, where you have the interplay of bass and lead guitar. I love that. And it's just a great song, and they sound like they're having fun doing it. And even the production isn't as murky as it has been on the other tracks. The instruments and the vocals appear to be mixed just right. So, yeah, I would actually buy this EP just to get this track. It is awesome. And apparently it's a cover of a Spooky Tooth song. I've never heard the Spooky Tooth original. But speaking of Spooky Tooth, they had one of the greatest album titles ever. You broke my heart, so I busted your jaw. I love it. And... I couldn't end this without mentioning Gary Wright, former keyboardist of Spooky Tooth, who unfortunately passed away over the summer from dementia. So, rest in peace, Gary. I hope you're riding that Dreamweaver train to eternity. We miss you a lot. I'll talk to you next week. Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read and reply to it on the show. Keep up to date by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. Subscribe to our YouTube page, the Electric Light Orchestra podcast channel, to hear other goodies. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash elopod or PayPal using the podcast's email address or send a check or money order to P.O. Box 1932, Superior, Arizona 85173. Next week, Wild Tiger Woman. 